Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday on WABC Talk Radio. 77 in New York. It is Bo Snurdly, James Golden. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do, pick up the telephone, dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We are going to, ladies and gentlemen, pick off where Mayor Giuliani left off in in his hour. Because Mayor Giuliani is a truth teller, and a lot of people have problems with the truth. Mr. Mayor, thank you for staying with us. Thank you very much, bro. Thank you. This incident in Minneapolis is so endemic of what is going on in, or reflective, I should say, of what's going on mm-hmm. in many parts of the, the country. You have this 20-year-old Andrew Sundberg, Techley, shot and killed <clears throat> by Minneapolis police snipers after, after he fired multiple gunshots inside an apartment building. Some of those gunshots ended up in one of the apartments there where a woman was fixing dinner with her children. She was traumatized. The children were t- traumatized. They could have easily been killed. Thank God they were not killed. What you have is then Black Lives Matter protesters show up as if the police did something wrong. You have this 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 Benjamin Krupp person who comes out mm-hmm. and says, uh, Minneapolis police killed a smart, loving, and artistic 20-year-old after an hours-long standoff while he was experiencing a mental health crisis. And he demands answers from the Minneapolis Police Department as to why this mental health crisis became a death sentence. Well, isn't it obvious, Mr. Mayor, because this guy's (laughs) crisis could have killed other people. He was not only in danger of harming him, he was was in danger of killing other people. He was shooting at them. I mean, I don't know what you have to do to uh, uh, justify police action being taken. But, I mean, if the police officer hadn't done anything... Then we'd we'd be in this in the uh, Uvalde situation, wouldn't we? I mean, uh, we're just going to stand there and watch him just shoot anytime he wants to shoot. And uh, hours long, and it's still going on. What are the exactly? What are the police supposed to do in this situation? And never once do these. So the woman comes out, and you just played the clips, and this is what I found almost as disturbing as the incident itself. When this woman actually comes out, you could tell that this woman's traumatized. She's screaming at these protesters, go home. This man tried to kill me. This isn't a George Floyd situation. And what do they do? They mock her. 
and they ridicule her. This is a woman who had, she and her family have been traumatized by being shot at inside their own home. And these Black Lives Matter protesters have no compassion. She's black. They have no compassion for her or her children. It's just, it, it, it's, almost, it's almost surreal to watch these sort of things taking place. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is it, it, how often it works. You know, they, they, they're able to turn these situations. Uh, this one, maybe it will not work because she was so vocal and she got on top of it right away. But if, if she hadn't gotten on top of it and they, they had continued that protest and she would remained in her house, you know, who knows? We could have a big protest there today. Over, well, over, over uh, and then you know we don't find out the facts for three or four more days, and then we realize this is all all for naught. So, Mr. Mayor, so just last week in Minneapolis, in this same city, there was a videotape that emerged of a little black child in diapers, mm-hmm. Mr. Ma- in yeah, diapers, yeah, yeah, yeah. in diapers, telling a cursing out a police officer. This is a toddler. Giving a police officer f u the f the f bomb and everything else. This is a cultural problem that has to be solved. You cannot expect to have a peaceful society where you have young children not even capable of going to school yet, and already they have these ingrained hatred, this ingrained hatred toward the people in their community that are there risking their own lives to help defend this community from the worst elements. Why? Let's put these two things together. Yeah. And you, you, you have put your you have put your finger on the exact problem. You know, you can't solve a problem until you identify it correctly. So if you identify it the way Black Lives Matter does, which is the police are always wrong, well, then you're not going to solve the problem. You're just going to make it worse. Mr. Mayor, can we listen? To, let's listen together to that yeah. video of that young kid. Hit it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, uh, it reminds me a little, James, of, of um, the Palestinians teaching their children to, you know, yes, uh, kill, kill Jews, hate Jews, uh, kill Americans. Uh, the kids have no chance by the time they're five or six years old. They're brainwashed. They're brainwashed. It's, te- it's, a, ter- it's a terrible thing. And, yes. uh, and Black Lives Matter agenda is a complete communist agenda, so they don't really get, care what they're doing to the black community. They're just, uh, you know, they're just uh, collateral damage. If the Democrat Party refuses to address this, and many Republicans, you're not. That's right. You're a truth teller. You see this stuff happen. You're unafraid to tell the truth about it. But so many, Mr. Mayor, in our party will not address it because they're afraid of being called names, because they're afraid if they actually address this in the terms that it needs to be addressed in, 
that they're going to be labeled as racist or whatever. I got news for them. They're going to be labeled that anyway. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. Right, right? Right, of course. And I don't think they realize how many people. I can't tell you, James, how many people in the black community here in New York come up to me and thank me for, for, <laughs> for, for, for the number of lives that I saved. I mean, uh, as, as certainly as many as I think more than the number who pro people get, get it. I think this also undervalues and underestimates the black, the black community and how much of this they understand. I remember when it first started in 1994 and I reassigned lots of police to Harlem and uh, Charlie Rangel and all the black politicians were yelling and screaming. I was occupying Harlem with too many police. So I went up there for, 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 a, uh, for a conference with the people. And I got a thousand people in a in a room, and do you know what the older women were yelling at me? I didn't put Thank enough po- I didn't put enough police there. No, no, they were telling me more police, more police. Don't listen to Charlie. More police, more police, more police. Because they want to be safe. Yes, of because course. Be- because of they want to be safe. They want to be alive. They're 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 decent, wonderful, kind, sweet human beings, who they might as well be living in uh, you know in China with the way they're being taken care of. Mr. Mayor, it wasn't just Harlem too. I want when you were mayor. You also put more police out in Southeast Queens because drugs were ravaging Southeast Queens. And I, I know what was happening out there. I grew up there and people were, had become afraid. There were people stealing. If you put your house plants out, in, as, which was common in the summer, you put your house plants out, you beautify, you whatever. People, it was so desperate. People were breaking in people's yards, stealing the house plants. Because the drug trade was yes, so yes, horrific. Yes, right. We had officers that were being killed out in Queens, which was something that had rarely happened before. You had people trying to come home from work, and they were being hit on the head. They were being violently attacked. So you put more police officers in Queens. And you know what happened? Queens became livable again. Yep. Particularly How- that area. That was a, a really good middle-class area with uh, some wonderful parochial schools, Catholic and Protestant a lot of a lot of parents there, uh, very very supportive of pro-choice in education. I mean, there's a. The other thing the Democrat Party does is they make people think that the black community is, you know, the group of of people who commit crimes and then the victims of that crime. It's a much b- broader and bigger thing than that, and it's just as complex as every other community, and it has to be dealt with that way. You put the police where the crimes take place. So I'll I'll give you another example. If I were dealing with uh, auto theft, which was a massive problem, I had it in the Italian areas because it was the mafia that was doing all the auto thefts. I'm not going to I'm not going to have the police in the in the wrong place. Or if I'm dealing with cocaine, I'm not in the black areas. I'm in the Colombian areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can see. No, no, no. That gets called profiling. That gets, but every other government that's smart, that's not worried about political correctness, does that. They profile. Factual. Why do they profile? Because it. Thank you. Based on facts, not based on race. Based on facts, the Colombians were the ones bringing in the cocaine, not the mafia. The mafia was bringing in the in the in the heroin. And if I want to deal with uh, auto theft in those days, the auto thefts were get them over, get them over the, uh, get them over the uh, uh, Vazano Bridge as quick as possible. They were taking them all out of southern Brooklyn, and they were looking for high-end cars, so they had to go to richer neighborhoods. So you have to move with that. And that, and you know, I should tell you something, James, that Adams should know. There is a, 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 
a, uh, a program approved by the Justice Department to stop question and frisk. And it's approved by Janet Reno and Holder. And it's the last program that I had. It was only, it was only 100,000 people. The one that got knocked down was 600,000. And it was upheld because we were able to justify every stop and frisk. He could go back and use that program today, and it would have the imprimatur of, of Holder and Janet Reno. I have my, my confidence in Eric Adams, Mr. Mayor. I don't know, has just left. I had high hopes for him. Me too. Me, and me it too. is just me tragic. Too. We had another deadly weekend in this city, at least 12 more shootings, more fatalities. You know, after, after you took over, I, I remember this. I was sitting outside in midtown Manhattan, one, one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning at some restaurant that was still open. And we were near a subway station and I saw women getting off the, the train and they were going to whatever. And I commented to a friend of mine, wow, things have changed. People feel safe now that they can walk the streets in New York again. These things are real. When people don't feel safe, whether it's New York, whether it's Minneapolis, whether it's Queens, whether, wherever it is, they are inclined to stay in. Economic activity is going to halt because people are frightened for their lives. People right now are afraid to go on the subways. The only people who are going on the subways are those that have to go on the subways. Absolutely right. When you clean up this town, when you have these criminals in jail where they belong, not wandering the streets to commit crimes against the law-abiding citizens, people will resume living, and New York will come back to the glory it should. I don't understand why this is so difficult to understand for this mayor. I don't either. I, I, his, um, and what he, did, what he did yesterday was he tried to fool people. He goes back to murder going down in, July, in June, tells everyone murder is going down. They all applaud. If you look at the July numbers, murder is up 40%. He doesn't think people are going to check? I mean, I don't, I don't get it either. I, 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 and I also had high hopes for him. I mean, he, he, he was at least a saying the right things, and you figure if a guy's saying the right things, he's going to focus in that direction. And then he goes in a completely opposite direction. Yeah. I don't get well, it. Mr. Mayor, thank you. I wanted to say, if we, my belief is that if Republicans do not stand up and start talking about this cultural rot that has infected It is not, of course, the entire black community, but we have something inside an element of the black community that has to be addressed for the segment that glorifies criminality, that glorifies the street life. And this is happening. It happens in the media that that for that segment of the population, unless we are willing to stop being worried about political correctness and actually deal with the truth on this, we are not going to solve these problems. Well, James, you got it right. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. And, of course, white white liberals are maybe even worse. Mayor Giuliani, thank you so much. Appreciate you staying with us. Take care, James. God bless. That is the mayor, my friends, Mayor Giuliani, WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back. There's a lot more we want to talk about with you today. And if you want to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC. Coming right back right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush, Rush.
What is this? You know what it is. There's only one artist that has ever dared to do that. Screaming Jay Hawkins. I put a spell on you. It is Screaming Jay Hawkins' birthday today. He would be 93 if you were alive with us. Stop the things you do. Nina Simone did this song over again. She did an excellent version of this as well, but There's only one screaming Jay Hawkins. Remember, Cats at Night comes up next. The Teachers Union. This is a story. I believe it was in American Wire today. No, it was in Bizpack Review. Um, the teachers union media lapdog stuck with cold facts that voters approve of DeSantis policies. What is this? I say, well, here's what this is. This is what leadership looks like, folks. There's polling NBC News, NBC News. One poll that uh, question found that voters by a 32 percentage point margin said they were more likely to vote for candidates who believe public schools should focus less on teaching race and core and more on core subjects. 27 points ahead. Another question that says schools should be banned from teaching sexual orientation and gender identity to kids in kindergarten through the third grade by 28 points. They said transgender athletes should be banned from competing in girls' sports. Leadership. When Governor DeSantis took this on in Florida, you saw what he was subjected to from the rodent kingdom all the way through the whole liberal press. As it turns out, voters agree with him. They don't agree with the teachers' unions who are teaching, who continue to advocate by the grooming that's going on in elementary schools and for these other things like critical race theory being taught, instead of teaching children how to function in the world with the skills that they actually need to become prosperous citizens. In Washington, D.C., this is somewhat humorous, Mayor Bowser won't say who's tricking migrants into bus rides from Texas to D.C. This is a Fox News story, but she claims, she claims that migrants, illegal immigrants, are being tricked to get on buses. She was on Disgrace the Nation, Face the Nation. She said illegal immigrants are putting a strain on the homeless shelters in Washington, D.C. These would-be asylum seekers were being tricked. Tricked, she says. 
Well, this is a very significant issue. We have for sure called on the federal government to work across state lines to prevent people from really being tricked into getting on buses. We think they're largely asylum seekers who are going to a final destination that isn't Washington, D.C. She says she's working with the White House and FEMA to provide a grant to a local organization that's providing services for folks. She fears they're being tricked into a nationwide bus camp, a trip campaign. You know who's doing this? Greg Abbott, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. Okay, Joe, you won't stop the immigration. We're going to send them up to D.C. We're sending them up to your backyard. You won't stop this illegal surge coming in. And now the mayor of D.C. is annoyed. She says these illegal immigrants are being tricked. Tricked, I say, to come to Washington, D.C. I say, great going, Governor Abbott. This means that you need to double the number of buses, triple the number of buses going to D.C. And make sure that you send even more. This should not surprise you. This from Portland. Violent crime in Portland, Oregon, has drastically risen over the last three years. Now, you remember during the George Floyd riots, Portland went on a, the, the, the liberals out there tore that city up for two or three months straight. They just kept up these protests. Well, now that the protests are over, the crime isn't. Homicides have increased 58%. The number of homicides just has continued to grow. In 2021, 238% increase from the numbers recorded just in 2018. Non-fatal shootings have more than tripled. In other words, the liberals made Portland a sanctuary for criminal behavior. And so now what do they have to deal with? Criminal behavior. CNN is running a panic piece. This is truly panic. I guess you could call the, the, the bottom line of this piece, Thaconians of the world uniting. The number of voters, quote unquote, of color that are backing Republicans, my friends, it's at a historic level. This report didn't come from some right wing source. It came from CNN. And it comes as a result of a New York Times Siena College poll. That was the poll that supposedly showed that if Donald Trump and Joe Biden faced off, you know, uh, Biden might pull it off, win a national election like the president, like the, the, the race for president again, if you can get those numbers to hold. You don't have to convert 80% of Democrats. You don't have to do that. All you need, another 15% of Hispanic Democrats, another 15% of black Democrats, it's over for the Democrats. Come on, man. It's the truth. And so you Democrats keep on doing what you're doing because you're headed for danger. James Are you having Golden. a good time, Joe? <laughs> James Golden, WABC Talk, Radio 77. Your calls are coming up. So don't go anywhere, but I do have one or two stories we have to get to. One is really important. It's about the monkeypox. 
Oh, it is. And we're coming back right after this. Roger, Roger. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. From the Fulfilling This First Finale album, uh, Stevie Wonder, you haven't done nothing. We spent a lot of time this weekend talking about things that are true, things that are not true. And I want to continue that discussion. I read something maybe half an hour before the show started, and it caused me to say, what? Aloud, because I hadn't realized this. And it concerns monkeypox. Now, many of you have seen the headlines, monkeypox is spreading across the United States. It's in certain place. By the way, there's an, another story today about how this new variant in COVID is spreading and people are concerned because most of us now are shrugging our shoulders like, yeah, so what? And there are health officials that are growing concerned that because people are no longer masking up because they're not taking this seriously, that this new variant on coronavirus could, could be very problematic. So I read that story, and I said, you know, maybe I'll talk about that today because I want to find out from people, are you done with this whole corona thing, even if this new variant is real? And I will ask you that question right now. Are you done? Are you going to ever go back to wearing the mask for any other variant of corona? How would you feel if your officials right here in New York, if Hochul, if Adams say, hey, you know what? This thing is spreading. We have to go back to the lockdowns. We have to go back to the vaccine passports. Are you going to do it this time, or are you done with this? Telephone number, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. If you're done with all the stuff with corona and you don't care about what happens with this latest variant, let me know one way or another. Or do you think people are foolish to ignore it? Let me know. So I, so I read that story. And then there's a story, it's an opinion piece in today's Amazon Prime Washington Post by a guy named Benjamin Ryan. And the headline caught my attention because the headline is unusual for these days and times. The headline says, gay men deserve the unvarnished truth about monkeypox. What is this? Anyone can get monkeypox. Are you kidding me? Well, countless public health experts have uttered statements such as this in the past two months. Members of the media, politicians have parroted the message ad nauseum without stopping to dissect what it implies or obscures. This broad strokes maxim that everyone on earth is susceptible to this troubling viral infection might be factual on the surface, but it is also egregiously misleading, and it amounts to misinformation. The author says those who make such statements don't intend harm. 
On the contrary, leaders at the CDC, the World Health Organization, and everywhere else repeat them because they commendably want to combat the societal stigma faced by gay and bisexual men who have been disproportionately impacted by monkeypox. They know that stigma harms public health, including by discouraging infectious disease testing. And they don't want the rest of the public to be complacent in the face of a potential new pandemic. Hell no! But, as these public officials well know, or know well, epidemiology is less concerned with whether someone could contract an infection. Instead, the much more vital question focuses on which groups of people are most likely to be exposed to a pathogen, to contract it, and why. In public health statistics, this is the study of relative risk. Now, it goes on to say that the true counters and drivers of the global outbreak of monkeypox are not being covered seriously. It's a crisis to gay and bisexual men. Here is what we can discern from the data collected about monkeypox so far. This viral outbreak isn't just mostly occurring among men who have sex with men. The confirmed cases, at least to date, have consistently shown almost, it is almost entirely occurred among this demographic. So this is what the author said, hey, hey, hey. Monkeypox isn't mostly occurring among men that have sex with other men. That's the only group that is occurring in. And that's what made me go, what? Repeat the line. The confirmed cases, at least to date, have consistently almost entirely occurred among this demographic, which accounts for 96% or more diagnosis where the data available. Then it goes on to say that uh, the few cases in women and children remain minuscule compared with the rate among gay and bisexual men. Of course, substantial transmission could always occur among other groups, but researchers at the WHO and elsewhere have speculated that the monkeypox reproduction rate will likely remain significantly lower among women and children. An uncomfortable truth, one documented in peer-reviewed papers, is that sexual behaviors and networks specific to gay and bisexual men have long made them more likely to acquire various sexually transmitted infections compared with heterosexual people. This includes not only HIV, but also syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, hepatitis B, and sexually transmitted hepatitis C. Whoa. Up until now, I had no idea 
that monkeypox was devastating where it is spreading, gay men didn't know that. And you know why I didn't know that? Because it wasn't a front page headline. It wasn't being, it wasn't. Because people don't want to deal with the truth of it. So when the truth is convenient, you just say, oh, everybody can get it. Everybody can get it. No, well, everybody isn't getting it. Everybody is not getting monkeypox. Now, what do we make of this information? If you are gay, a gay guy, you need to be careful. Because you have been lied to as well. You're being told, hey, everybody can get this. And people are not saying, if you are gay, if you're a gay man, if you're gay, if you're a bisexual man, and that monkeypox is out there, it's got a target on your back. And you need to be careful. And society needs to stop lying about these things. The everybody can get it routine. This is the same crap that's going on with the coronavirus and children. It's the same thing. When you start telling little children, toddlers, infants, that they had better get vaccinated, you tell their parents, there's no reason for that if you're looking at the science, supposedly, because 0.01-something percent of those people, those children, are at risk of fatalities for it. But yet, this administration, the Biden administration, and liberals in the health, health industry are pushing that lie. And by the way, they're pushing other lies. Can't wait to speak with Mark Stein tomorrow because he's been in the forefront of now the last two weeks where he's, we haven't spoken with him. He was overseas, and he is documenting the problems that people are having, some people are having with the vaccines that we're also not being told the truth about. Folks, medicine, science, corrupted. Everything liberals put their hands on is corrupted, including this. I understand people don't want the stigma of saying this is a gay disease. I get that. And we should not look at gay people and stigmatize them. I think as a society, we should be well past those days. But if something is a public health matter, and it specifically has implications for gay men, we shouldn't be hiding that either. Monkeypox right now, according to this story and the stats, almost exclusively a disease that is affecting gay men. And there is nothing homophobic about saying the truth. The truth isn't homophobic. The truth is simply the truth. And if monkeypox is spreading, and it's spreading wildly, but it's only spreading in one community, then why in the world hasn't our medical, our, our medical, our medical industry made that clear to not only Americans, but to people around the world? Oh, truth is They're becoming full of crap. Truth is becoming the victim right now of political correctness. 
and we had better stop this in this society and start learning how to tell the truth about things, whether they are comfortable or not. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Your calls are coming up right after this. Please, don't go away. Wake up! Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Rush. Billy Joel brings us back. Moving out. We are going to do rapid phones. That means get your thoughts together. You'll have 30, maybe 40 seconds to get it off. It's all up to Kevin. He's running the timer. Roger, Roger. And so we will start rapid phones in Key West, Florida. You are with James Golden on Boast Nervous Rush Hour. Hello, Dan. Hello, James. So basically, whenever I see something from the CDC or the uh, mainstream media, I look at the words can, might, could, and not will. I am someone who is not vaccinated, never vaccinated, will not be vaccinated, saved someone's life who was COVID positive and did not come up with COVID. Mm. Dan? Thank you very much. Right to the point, and your skepticism is duly noted. Stokes in Brooklyn, New York. Thank you for waiting, Stokes. What is on your mind this afternoon? How are you doing this afternoon? I hope you're good. It's good. Black Lives Movement. It's Black Lives Movement junk. That's what I call it because I'm a black man. I live in Brooklyn, and they show up in Minneapolis where the police saves lives. But just last week, five people were shot on the boardwalk. They didn't show up. Just in East New York over the weekend, three people were shot. They didn't show up. So what part of Black Lives Matter today? The only point they have interactions with police. What about the interactions with each other? Take care. Thank you, Stokes. You nailed that one, bro. Okay, Tony, Old Bridge, New Jersey. You're on Rapid Phones. It's both Stanley's Rush Hour. Thank you for waiting so long, Tony. What is on your mind this afternoon? Hello, Mr. Snurdly. Uh, Those arrested and in jail from January 6th deserve their day in court. Not saying they're guilty or not guilty, our Sixth Amendment guarantees a fair and speedy trial. Pressuring attorneys not to represent them in D.C. is not fair. Move the trial to a neutral state and give them their day in court. Thank you, bud. Thank you, Tony. Very well done, my friend. George in Rockland County, New York. Thank you for rating Rapid Phones, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. It's Monday. What's on your mind, George? Okay, Liz Cheney and the primaries in Wyoming, okay? So in Wyoming, it's an open state that anybody can run. She trails really badly her rival. But the Democrats are going to start voting for Liz Cheney. Now, in contrast, in New York State, okay, it's not a, playing, it's not a, fair, a fair game here because we don't have here an open uh, primaries here. 
So, uh, you know, so how can you, uh, Democrats can put whoever they want there and we can't retaliate. What do you think? I think, thank you for making it. Hey, hey, hey. I think that New York is a cor- has a corrupt political party that has run this town pretty much for the last 150 to 200 years. And the next time we have a breakthrough mayor, a Republican, as well as a Republican government, it, if we don't take advantage of that to try to put holes in this machine, this corrupt machine, we're nuts. That's what I think. Thank you so much. Let us go to Staten Island. And Mark, thank you for waiting. Mark, what is on your mind this afternoon? Yeah, if these uh, mask mandates come back, I'm not going to comply with it. You know, these masks, if it's not a medical N94 and N95 mask, they don't stop viruses. It's like trying to stop a fly with a chain-link fence. It's ridiculous. I'm not going to comply at all. Thank From you. A pandemic to, to a never-endemic. That's what they got us in. A never-endemic. I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Okay, babe. Thank you. <laughs> Great line, a never-endemic. Warren in Idaho. Warren, thank you for waiting. Where are you? What's on your mind this afternoon, Warren? I want to say I miss Rush. Appreciate you. Appreciate Giuliani. And you made me change my mind what I was going to talk about. But I am. I didn't comply before. I don't intend to comply now. I'm unvaccinated and don't intend to get vaccinated. I think I'll just trust my uh, natural immunity and trust God for my health. How about that? I love, I love, trust God. I love that. You know, Diana, uh, Diana, Princess Di wrote an article the other day that was an American thinker about the four words that can save America. And that's returning back to our original motto, in God we trust. And so I'd love to hear an echo of that from you, Warren. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Let us go to Harry in Groton, Connecticut. It's most nearly rush hour, and we have rapid phones. Harry, what's on your mind? That was rapid. Let us go to Oakland and Jim. Jim, is that Oakland, New Jersey, or Oakland, California? Yes, absolutely, James. Listen, All right. I will never comply with wearing a mask and being locked down again. It was pure circus show, what they did. And enough is enough. Prolonging it, prolonging it, it's done. I will never comply with that again. And I am double vaxxed, and I have a booster, but I will never get another booster, and I will never be locked down or wear a mask again. Thank you, James. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Folks, if you're wondering where that line of questioning came from, there's an article today about the the newest strain of the, of the coronavirus, and health officials are rising. This is in the New York Times today. And the article says COVID rises among the U.S. amid muted warnings and murky data. They're talking about the BA.5 transmissible, transmissible variant. Some health officials are saying this new wave is a cause for concern. And some people are already beginning talking about the mask and lockdowns and all this other stuff again. So I just ask folks, are you going to comply with this? If they come again and say, we're back to a crisis we're back to a crisis. Some, by the way, health professionals are saying that this BA.5 is the most uh, easily transmittable variant that there ever has been on this uh, COVID score. Let us go to Mary Beth 
in Long Island. Mary Beth, welcome you on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Mary Beth? I'm good, Bo, and I hope you are too. Um, I'm a person who supports Trump totally. He came up, he pushed for the vaccines, we got them. Um, I wear my masks. Um, I feel very strongly about that. People started taking them off here, and I did come down with that strain in April. It wasn't fun. I know you had it much worse than I did, but I don't want it again. So I am wearing this, and I think people are being kind of selfish. I don't want a lockdown, but, like, think of others and think of yourself. Thank you both. God bless you, Mary Beth. Thank you for the call. Liz, Manhattan, New York, you are on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Liz? My sister died from the vaccine, not the virus. And I'll never wear a mask or do any of that. You want to tell us that one more time, Liz? My sister died from the vaccine. How did that happen? Not the virus. Suspend the timer. Suspend the timer. Liz, what happened to your sister? She bled to death from the vaccine, from one of the side effects. And it was a known... It was a known side effect to the vaccine she yes. took? Yes. Her, her children are both uh, physicians in <gasps> uh, the UK. <gasps> so uh, that's what happened to her. So I, there are a lot of side effects that aren't being reported about this vaccine. And um, I will never take it. I'm too scared. Liz, thank you for sharing that with us. God bless you, and I hope that your family's finding some comfort. It must have been a shock to lose your sister like this. It really was. Thank you. Okay, and you stay in touch. We're going to talk with Mark Stein tomorrow. Mark Stein has been overseas, and Mark Stein has been talking with people who have been affected by the vaccine. It's a courageous thing that Mark has been doing because it can lead you to be canceled. And there are any number of doctors right now who have been threatened with their licenses for trying to bring out the truth. There are any number of nurses who are walking a fine line trying to be honest with their patient about the information they know. And a lot of people are feeling very threatened to talk about the things that are not acceptable, apparently, with the narrative. So we'll have Mark on tomorrow. Thank you all. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody. Tomorrow's another day. We'll try it again. Listen, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. It is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We'll be here tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Please be here. When they when you dive deep into the poll, it shows that a record number of guess who? Hispanics, especially. But more than Hispanics. so-called people of color are now supporting Republicans. And if the Democrats have anything to worry about, this, this is something that they had better take seriously because if the Democrats lose, it doesn't have to be massive numbers, folks. If you get another 15% more Hispanic voters in the Republican Party, If you get another 10% more than what's there already, black voters in the Republican Party, 
Democrats will never. In the meantime, God bless you. Good night. Ay, ay, ay.